Hello and welcome to another episode of That's What She Said with Zach and Nicole. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode and uh, yeah, let's, uh, how you doing today? I'm good. You good? For those who don't know, Zach's already done with my bullshit. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. I'm over it. <laughs> We're not even together for like 10 minutes and you're just done with I'm me. I'm so over it. Um, okay, so... How was it? How was your week? We didn't even discuss that yet. How was your uh, week Thanksgiving? Away from me? Oh yeah, because we had a Thanksgiving break. Yeah. Uh, it was cool. It was cool. Yeah. Uh, restful time spent with my parents. That was cool. What about you? It was good. Had a little bit. Had a couple of mimosas. Of I had course. Couple, I mean, like four or five, but wasn't counting. <laughs> you were counting. <laughs> Um, it was good. Honestly, Zach and I decided that we were going to take a break for the week from, and it's all, it's also kind of a slow news week. Um, but we decided let's just refresh, come back refreshed, which we have. We're ready to oppose each other possibly Possibly. if it comes up. Um, all right. So let's start. Doctor Strange and the Madness of the Multiverse. Elizabeth Olsen has started filming as of last week, I believe it was. Mm. Um, again, this all comes from my... Don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> Don't you dare say it. I'm tired of it. Don't say it. Okay, well, then close your ears, because my netted theory... Oh, God. This is what I'm going to call it, the netted theory. It sounds freaking... Okay, anyways. Um... <laughs> So she started filming. There's I, 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 there's no word yet on Benedict Cumberpatch if he started filming, but she has. So it could be obvious that he has. He might not have. He might still be working on Spider-Man 3. Who knows? <laughs> Which is not confirmed, but I did that to see Zach's reaction. <laughs> what do you think about that? Elizabeth Olsen starting to film. I mean, we expected this was going to happen at some point, right? Yeah, I mean, so it, it I'm just, not too surprised. Just it just proves that they're that Disney and Marvel are working pretty like fiercely right now on trying yeah. to get all their catching up on everything. We yeah. haven't heard they've been MIA for months. Literally so. most of this year, like <laughs> at least like eleven out of the twelve months. So they've that's been. most part. That's why they need to get on it and do something. I still think they're brewing something up, but. Um, so CW's The Flash has halted filming after a positive COVID test, which they haven't, obviously they haven't revealed who it is. Mm -hmm. Don't think that they ever would. Um, but honestly, I haven't really been into that show in a while. I was just talking about this to Jill and, um, Supergirl is ending after next year and it's going to be on its fifth and final, fifth or sixth final season. I want to say sixth. Um, The Flash is still going strong. There are, I believe, seven seasons in now at this point, or six, something like that. I've lost count. Um, Arrow ended officially this year. Um, Legends of Tomorrow is still going strong. So, I mean, the DC shows are still going. Yeah. They have Stargirl now, which I've, I've told you that's a phenomenal show. Um, but, yeah, that's the DC catch-up. Those have been kind of working on it. Actually, we haven't heard, I haven't heard anything about Supergirl production starting, so maybe they have or haven't. Um, but the Flash is going strong. I know they ended their their show, their season ended abruptly because of COVID. So I think that they were finishing those couple episodes, and then they were going to go into the next season. Mm. Um, for anyone who cares, cares, yes. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say it like that, but <laughs> that's what you meant. <laughs> um, 
Hashtag Save Daredevil is back in the news this week after fans call on Marvel Studios to bring back Charlie Cox after the rights to the show were handed over, which November officially ended three of their contracts because they were still held on by Netflix. So if I had to, if my memory serves me right, it was Charlie Cox, who's the Daredevil. Um, I want to say The Punisher was one of the November... Uh-huh. November contracts, and there was a third one. Because I know Jessica Jones, her contract ends January of next year, and so do two others. Uh-huh. But I'm not too keen on them. But I definitely know everyone wants Charlie Cox to come back for Spider-Man 3. And uh-huh. what are your thoughts on that? Honestly, I... They have to do something... They have to make a Daredevil movie, I think. We're 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 over long overdue for a good Daredevil film. Whether it's Charlie Cox or someone else is up for debate, but I think it would be wise of them to use him because it creates a more cohesive universe than if they didn't use him. But I I think that a Daredevil film is is something that needs to happen. And, um, Didn't they have a Daredevil film? Though? Yeah, with Ben Affleck. Yes, but that's so far long ago. And, and that's again, how him and that's Jennifer Gardner met. Yes, as a lecturer, but that's so far. <laughs> that's like what two thousand and six, seven. I want to say that was like the early Catwoman days, if I remember correctly. I that's think that's saying, when they were trying to bring in these characters. And yeah, it didn't work right. So then they retried it in two thousand eight with Iron right, Man, and right. that was even a big step for them yeah. to try and get Robert Downey Jr. into this role. So that I think, like given, but again, this is it. Still depends on what Marvel's universe looks like, because does the Marvel the MCU include Edward Norton's Hulk, and if so then it should kind of include Ben Affleck's Daredevil. Well, we're getting those. At, we're getting Liv Tyler, and we're getting Thunderbolt for so, the so, She-Hulk series. So again, that's where we need to clean up this universe, and that's what I'm guessing a lot of time has been spent on doing, is cleaning up this universe and making it more cohesive. If you bring in Charlie Cox, it makes the TV series and movies blend together a lot better than than they would do otherwise. And this is where I bring in my question, saying who knows? Because Marvel is infamously known for bringing in surprises all the time. I agree, but they also know that they need to create a cohesive universe. Mm -hmm. Because the whole point is they want you to be able to watch it from Iron Man all the way through and get the feel of... Or even go from like... Like time timeline wise, if you go from like Captain America and all, all the way through, you get the same gist that these are all in the same universe and around the same period. I mean, you from what my I've never so I've only watched Jessica Jones, but from my understanding, someone told me that in the Defenders when they did that whole mm-hmm. show, they do mention I guess like the whole Infinity Stones, or they yeah. mentioned something regarding like. Well, every movie mentions something from previous movies and so TV shows. This is where, and I'm going to do what you do all the time, and I'm bringing something that's not related to the subject and bring something else in. So like Star Wars, for instance. The way Star Wars has been doing things with The Mandalorian, it's bringing in lore and, and, and nuggets from other TV series. Yes. So bringing in, spoiler alert, Asaka Tano in the last episode... 
um, harkens back to the Clone Wars TV series, which, yes. which Dave Filoni was created and, and directed. So that creates a more cohesive universe because then people, if they watch that single episode, and has had what has happened is people who have watched that episode have gone back to watch the Clone Wars to get a better understanding of what is going on. The same way when um, Bo-Katan came in, people went back to Rebels to try and figure out, you know, who is this person. Mm-hmm. So I think Marvel needs to go down that route, and I'm sure Disney's trying to create that route. It's a lot cleaner with Star Wars at the moment because they've had a better handle of the material so far with Star Wars. I mean, not a better handle, but um, more creative input, I guess, in Disney's. I have to yeah. disagree there because... I- and compared to Marvel, right? Because Kevin, Kevin Feige is really the director, the creative force behind the Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody on the Disney side has any real power on that element. No, I don't think But so I really either. don't think Kathleen Kennedy has that much of a big say when it comes to... I mean, she does, but I don't think she has as much as we probably make her, make her out to have. I think Bob Iger probably has a bigger say with what happens. Mm-hmm. I think, obviously, Kathleen Kennedy has a bigger say in terms of Star Wars-related stuff and, and what she wants to happen and who she wants to bring in but I think she still answers to other people I think Kevin Feige has a lot more leeway considering the fact that he's produced such great stuff so far I think people trust him a lot more with the material that's what I'm trying to say so I was gonna say and it's also two completely different I mean it's still Disney but still two different franchises I know but but, like all these people but I'm saying is once Disney got hold of the Star Wars sequels, everything from the sequels on has been Disney yes. related. So in terms of, Which you know, have adding ruined Star Wars. Yeah, in but in, but in terms of like creating a more cohesive universe and creating nuggets, they've done a really good job in that aspect. Especially bringing back directors and and creative forces who were on other Star Wars projects before yeah. under Lucasfilm to come back and do some stuff. It's created a big, a better Star Wars universe in a way. I think Marvel is following suit in that same direction because I think for them, they need to create something that people understand. I mean, think about the fact that you have Wonder Vision is gonna end possibly where, what's it, Infinity? No. Um, Endgame. Endgame. Or you mean Wonder Vision's gonna pick up? Yeah. Where and possibly ended. will end where where we get close to start Doctor Strange. So you see well, how I think all the shows will kind of pick up right after Endgame because it's a continuation in the You're just yes. proving my point. And that's I what I'm saying. Yes, and I understand that. I'm agreeing with you. So that, so I think that's that that's why. No. I think Charlie Cox would be a great pickup and and someone that they should bring in. But I also think that are we bringing him in? for movies or are we bringing like for his own movie or are we bringing them in to create a more cohesive I think what universe I mean I can't speak and then is he then the best dead ever that we can find as well I think I've never I've never I've okay I have seen his show I wasn't a fan I and I don't know why I wasn't a fan I think I tried so hard to get into it I think I watched the first six episodes and I just couldn't I couldn't put myself through more of it mm-hmm. I think it was storyline wise too just like I didn't like the plot that it was going towards for season one and 
I think for him, it would be just such a good character send-off. Maybe they just ask him to come back for Spider-Man 3. Maybe they don't even ask him for, to come back for, like, a whole movie for him. Maybe they just say, hey, listen, like, we want to give you a better send-off than what your show did. Because I don't mm. know how his show ended, to be honest. But if I had to guess, I would say maybe they ended it abruptly. Or they said, okay, maybe he was filming his, his season, and mm -hmm. they're like, okay, th it's ending in, like, five episodes. So mm. they didn't get a good send-off. So I would think maybe they bring him in and see how well he does with them, or maybe they see how the characters mesh, and then they say, okay, we want to bring you in for these other... Because they can create a contract that says, okay, you're only doing Spider-Man 3, but let's see what happens from there on. Right. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe maybe Spider-Man, if he is cast in any of these other Marvel projects, I'm not saying he is, but if he does, maybe they're just like, okay, we want to give you a proper send-off. Mm -hmm. It would make sense, kind of, it, it would make sense for him to be in Spider-Man 3, but who knows? Yeah, we just don't know. And, what I don't, and I'm not guessing anymore, because I, I love to be surprised, and I mean, Endgame and then... I no, do. you don't. I genuinely do. Especially you don't. With Marvel. You know why you don't? Because you used to read up on everything before you went into the movie. No, I read theories. I read So then that's not making you surprised because theories you going... Theories surprised because all my theories no, but... that I read were wrong. Nicole, you went into movies <laughs> hoping that a theory that you had in mind was going to happen. So, no, that, so you went in there hoping not to be surprised. You were hoping to see what you expected to see. So don't give me that. Exactly. I just... Okay. I stopped reading... Very um, recently, after I convinced you not to. No, I no way before then. You're going. You're so red right now because no, you know because it's true. No, because I hate that you called me out. Like <laughs> no, genuinely, I love to be surprised. I said going into going into Endgame, I wanted nothing. I wanted to know nothing. I only knew about the time jump because somebody had ruined that on Twitter. They said there was a there was a rumor. And even Marvel kind of put it out there, in a way. So, the only thing I had ruined for me was the time jump. Everything else was a, was a surprise. Fat Thor was a surprise. Oh, God. Everything was a shocker. But anyways. It was horrific. Going, going on to, speaking of Marvel Studios, Hawkeye has begun production. Mm -hmm. I'm, I would like to say I manifested this, but. Oh, <laughs> it was coming. It was coming. I manifested this shit like two weeks ago, um, set images of Jeremy Renner and Haley Steinfeld leaked of them on the set of the upcoming Disney Plus show. Rumor also has it that the show will be set in 2025, which I believe is the year that Endgame jumped to. I, I, I'm like 99.9% sure, but... This is good because fans were freaking out for some odd reason when they saw pictures of Haley Steinfeld because, and, and I even said this on Twitter, I'm not shocked that she's in it because there was like so many back and forth with this, with her saying, with her being confirmed at the beginning of the year and then saying scheduling conflicts and I know you're making this face right now, but I, I always had faith that she was going to be in it. I honestly don't think they could have found a more perfect Kate Bishop. Mm-hmm. And I think, I genuinely do think that they kept trying, that they kept looking, but I, I definitely believe that Marvel was like, okay, we will work with your schedule, we will, we just want you in the film. You can disagree with me. If no, I don't want. disagree with you, I'm just, I'm just... I think she was so perfectly fan-casted that even Marvel was like, okay, we need to get her. And then it worked out perfectly because COVID kind of ruined 
Every, her, everybody's schedule. It, it did ruin everybody's schedule. It ruined everybody's schedule. schedule. But it ruined her Anne of Green Gables show on Hulu. Like her, or Prime, I think. It's either on Prime or Hulu. But ruined their production for season two. There's something stirring. <laughs> I don't know whether I, I'm really happy about this or I'm angry at Twitter, Twitter fans. Why would you be angry at the fans? Because it just, I feel like, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to include us in this because I don't think we're absolved from this either. But I think in general, media and, and scoopers and, and bloggers really jumped on the Haley Steinfeld train very quickly. And then we're like, she's, she's already in it. She's cast. She's, you know, she's going to yeah. be in it. Right. And then maybe three, four months after that, maybe even six months after we had that initially, then we find out that she had scheduling conflicts, wasn't casting it for some reason or another. And nobody really explained it. And then they were saying, oh, it, they were saying it's scheduling conflicts later on. And then we didn't hear anything else about it. And then all of a sudden, she posts a picture on her birthday, turning 24, and apparently there's a cryptic message on it, which I think fans blew that it out of proportion. It wasn't cryptic. It's just because she had a bow and arrow. Because she, she had a bow and arrow. Yes, she had a bow and arrow. And, and then the directors of, of... Followed her. Yes, followed her and commented on the, on the picture as well. And so people were like, oh, it's connected. And then we found out maybe a week after that, there are set images of them together. So I'm just a little bit, I feel like we could have stepped back from that and allowed it to happen the way it was supposed to happen instead of jumping yeah. on the chain and, and, and calling a scoop when really there wasn't a scoop. Or maybe there was a scoop and... I think people jumped the bandwagon. I think they soon. jumped the bandwagon way Absolutely. too soon, and I think that that I mean, made we it, weren't the ones on Twitter. That made it a roller coaster anything. of emotions, and that, that's why I'm kind of annoyed at it. Because what we could have done is we could have just waited until these set images came out, or at least a Marvel rep came out and was like, "She's in it. This is this is our Kate Bishop," you know. And a side note, because that brings up another point for me related to Fantastic Four, because as much as we all wanted Haley Seinfeld, and I'm glad. I, I okay. I will say I'm glad that she is officially on. Like that we've yeah, seen. Yeah, of course. It, it's amazing that that how like well they were able to get her onto it. We don't know any. Obviously, we don't know anything. But I have a fear that when they start announcing that they are casting for Fantastic Four, or my fear, my biggest fear right now is that when they do say, okay, Fantastic Four is going to, um, we're in development. Whatever they say about it. My biggest fear is that they're going to do the same thing with John Krasinski and that they're going to say, we need him on board. We need him on board. And not many, and like it's kind of been dropped since the beginning of the year because mm -hmm. I know a bunch of people were like fan casting and they kept saying, okay, Emily Blunt, John Krasinski. And then they had two other people that were really good for the casting for um, The Thing and for um, The Human Torch. The Human Torch, Johnny Storm. But again, like I agree. I, I don't like to... I don't like to be one of those bloggers that goes on to Twitter and kind of just like goes at it and says, I need John Krasinski. But I think that that's what's going to eventually happen when they start casting. I do, but I also think like 
we can't absorb our, ourselves from this because that episode that we talked about, Haley Steinfeld being Kate Bishop, is one of our best episodes. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of some of the most polite plays. And thank you for listening to yes, the episode. We but I'm just it. saying, like, we're part of the problem as well yeah. in that case. And, and I know that we're getting our news from other people our sources our sources so which we're thankful for yeah we're genuinely of course thankful for like the people that we're able to follow and follow us back yeah but so we're I, thankful for I, i'm just saying the it's ability like to be able to talk about these kinds this of things. roller coaster has yes. just been very and it's sad because that emotional. is how social media is nowadays yeah. social media is very much like rumors and and hopping on the bandwagons of everything and as much as i again as much as i love Haley stanfield's casting as much as i would love john krasinski to be um, oh my god, I always mess up the name. Reed Richards? Yes, thank you. First time. Um, I, I do hate the fact that it's so based off of social media and like how and how everyone reacts mm-hmm. that I like I'm genuinely kind of fearful at this point of like if, if John Krasinski does not get cast and if they cast someone else that everyone's gonna try and boycott it because he's That's not. usually what happens though. I mean when John David Washington had said, okay, I would love to be cast in Marvel, when people started fan casting him, mm-hmm. it's kind of, I don't know, I just have a fear that like everyone's going to try and like boycott it or they're going to. Which is why I said he shouldn't be a part of it because that's another reason uh, absolutely. things like this happen. I so. mean, I, I, would, I would love to see him in any, any character. In Marvel, to be honest, but anyways, so yes, the I feel like I'm manifesting stuff. If you really know, we're being totally honest, right? We are manifesting. (laughs) Honestly, every single time we talk about something, the next day it gets announced, Uh, and that's happened in the last like three episodes. So maybe um, John Krasinski for (laughs) Reed Richards. Moving on. Anyways, um, so our favorite, well, my favorite show, one of my favorites, um, Julianne Margulies joins the morning show for season two and that was another one we manifested because i did mm-hmm. say in one episode we have not heard news and then i think a day or two later no was, that was the next day literally the next day it was Reese literally Withers the next day announced that season morning two. show season two mm-hmm. starts filming in january so i have not seen her juliana margulies and i hope i believe i'm saying her last name right haven't seen her in anything really since the good wife and i didn't really watch her in the good wife mm. but i've seen like clips pieces and, and pieces of her acting, um, there was so much positive comments about her being in it. Everyone said they're so excited now. They can't wait to see her. Um, oh, and I do have to say with Hawkeye, sorry. They did announce about five or six more people who will be joining it, such as Vera Farmiga. She's in the Conjuring movies. Oh. And she's also in um, that... Can't remember the show, but I, I just had to say that too. Um, but yeah, with Juliana Margulies joining the morning show season two, it's really gonna be. Uh, I'm really excited. Did they announce there was oh, someone else? Her? Okay. Yeah, there was someone else who joined the season two, didn't they? But I mean, I'm excited. I I think it's pretty incredible that Apple TV's been able to create such a. Such an amazing cast of actors. They haven't really brought on many shows, like many more shows, which I think is good because I don't want them to be one of those streaming services that has too, too much on it. But they've brought I've, on enough. I think they've learned from Netflix. I think, I think Netflix, Netflix like really saturated them, the market with their yeah. own originals to the point that 
Like, you, it was it. It's now become very hard to find quality content from Netflix. Well, that and Apple TV can go whatever way. Like any any platform can honestly go any way they want. Mm-hmm. But Apple TV, it's amazing what new content they're bringing. Because defending Jacob, I only got maybe four or five episodes in, but it was such a good original show. Mm-hmm. So good. So like deeply, so such a deep mystery. So much like. A different set of Chris Evans that mm-hmm. I haven't seen before. Um, I don't remember the the kid's name, but he was in It, and he's also I think he was just in It. Such a different side to see from him. And with the morning show, such a nice, refreshing way to see Reese Witherspoon, Steve Carell, Jennifer Aniston, to see them play these characters that like. Well, mostly Jennifer Aniston, and Steve Carell. I've never seen like a bitchy side never of G- seen, Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. I've never seen I've such never a, like seen a predator bad, side of yeah. Steve Carell, and it's mm-hmm. for me, it's refreshing at least. No, it, it was definitely interesting television. I will say. Aren't you glad I convinced you to watch the morning show? I was gonna watch it anyway, I know, but, but like, I was I like, you, I, I just said, didn't you need know. To finish season one. I just yeah, I just couldn't get through it because I get bored very easily. So do I, but I like I told and I kept telling him I said after episode one it gets like cliffhanger at the end of each episode it's just you have mm-hmm. to push through it cause but like seven by episode eight it's it's <laughs> it's crazy it how good it is yeah. <laughs> but i'm excited um i i can't wait to see who else joins the morning show if mm-hmm. they do cast anyone else i'm sure they will um via discussing film sky high is finally coming to disney plus one of my honestly probably my favorite disney movie as a kid what Sky High, we have Sharkboy and Lava Girl. I'm just very... Oh, that new Sharkboy and Lava Girl. Yeah, I know. They're really trying to like... Reboot. But the thing is... No, Sky High. Sky High is the original film coming to the... It's not... Oh, the original Sky High? I thought it was a reboot. Oh, okay. That's why I was really confused at your reaction. Oh, no, I thought we were doing a Sky High thing. Because I'm sure we talked about like, no, a Sky No, I said Sky High, High is finally uh, coming reboot. to Disney Plus. I meant the original movie. If I had, if it was a reboot, what, I would have said rebooting. Why wasn't it already on Disney Plus? Because why is it now happening? they probably had to happening? find the rights or they had to find Didn't like, Disney already have the rights? Was it a Disney yes, Channel movie? I don't, I couldn't tell you why it's not on there, but they probably were finally like, okay, let's bring it back. I don't know. But I honestly forgot that that was Kurt Russell and... Um, but that was an interesting movie. I loved it. Kelly Preston is her name. Um, completely forgot that that was them. Anyways, um, so in more Marvel news, God, I love this episode. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, I'm not. Actor, <laughs> actor Alfred Molina, who played Doc Ock in Spider-Man 2 with Tobey Maguire, is rumored to be in Spider-Man 3. So, okay. Here's here's my thing mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad, but I'm also... They're going to have to make this like a four-hour film at this point because they have Doctor Strange. They have possibly Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield in it. They have um, Jamie Foxx mm-hmm. who messed Where up. Where is this and, going? And now. So what I'm trying to say is I like it, but I think they're adding too many people. I think they're trying... 
Go continue. I know. <laughs> continue. This is surprising to me. I okay. No. Okay. I have like I'm fifty fifty on this. To be honest, like okay. I, I can't pick a side right now. Where I'm mm-hmm. like unless I know the plot, but I think they're just so they're throwing with Spider Man three. I feel like they're throwing so much into it mm-hmm. that I feel like it's just gonna be an overload mm-hmm. for fans. Mm-hmm. So it's just. For me, it's kind of random at this point because it's like, okay, how are we going to fit Doc Ock? Like, I would love to see him back in this, but it's also kind of like, okay, so we have possibly the two Spider-Man, which Mm -hmm. makes sense. It would make sense to bring Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield in for maybe like... Why would it make sense? It would make sense just because if they're already doing the multiverse, so if if they're filming them simultaneously... We still don't know what that means, though. I do. It means that they they can do different Earths, and they discuss that. In no, I'm talking about as far as Doctor Strange oh. guys in the multiverse. We still don't know what that means. We don't know what that of, means. Yeah. So what I'm so, saying is, in that film, it's going to even come out until 2022. Right, but how would it make sense in terms but listen, of listen to my to my thing? Okay, that's what I'm trying to get at. So I just feel like at this point, unless Doctor Strange came out first, for me it doesn't make sense kind of to bring all these characters in. Mm-hmm. I. I I guess at this point, just the plot. Like, I, I just need to know, like, what... And I trust Marvel to a T. But with this, I'm kind of just questioning, okay, why would you bring back Doc Ock? Like, what's the point of that? Like, he died in, in Spider-Man 2. Unless they were to go back in time. Or unless they were to somehow bring him back. I don't know. But... It's just so... It's At this point, it's just... I think they're grabbing at straws just no, to see, like, what they can bring I can in. tell you why. <laughs> I have one word for you. What? Money. Oh, absolutely. That's why. Because they're going to attract more fans. It's familiar. It's familiar. They know that fans love these characters, that fans are going to come out. Fans are also manifesting it. They're also like, okay, you're bringing in, I don't even know what Jamie Foxx's character name is. Electro. I was going to say Electro. (laughs) So they bring in Electro, and then everyone starts manifesting. They're like, oh my God, bring in Doc Ock. Bring in Doc Ock. And then they're like, okay, let's bring him in. Wasn't there a rumor that we're going to get William Dafoe as well? Or like a green goblin. There was a very yes, or that like rumor started two weeks ago. Well. So again, they they really, I guess in terms of if that we're gonna did bring back last week because my sorry, Katie brought it up to me about if we're gonna bring back Doc Ock and Tobey Maguire, we have to bring back Green Goblin. But my question Dafoe. is, and then if we're bringing back Andrew Garfield, we have to bring back all of Andrew Garfield's villains, and that's why we bring back Electro. Supposedly, so, Kristen Dunst is also rumored to be in it. So then, because she's gonna be with Tobey Maguire, so then right. we're probably gonna get Emma Stone to be with Andrew Garfield. And there was, and a we're rumor really mill. gonna screw up the multiverse when there, we get to it. There was a rumor mill this week. She dropped out of. Um, oh my god! What was I don't I forgot what the movie's called, but she dropped out of um, the guy who directed La La Land. Damien Chazelle. Yes, he's filming a new a new film, and mm-hmm. she dropped out because of scheduling conflicts, quote unquote. So everyone has a theory that she's coming in to no. I hope film. she's I hope she's doing Cruella Deville. I hope that's why she dropped out. No, I think out. that that's. Filmed. I hope that's why she dropped out. No, I, I highly believe that that's already I, been filmed. I don't want her to be doing another Spider Man. Well, there there's okay. There's a couple rumors with it. Everyone thinks she's either filming Spider-Man, she already had that commitment, or everyone thinks she's pregnant. Or, I haven't heard the Corella Didn't Deville she one. just get engaged or married? She just got married, like, two months ago. So, at this Let point... Let her enjoy her honeymoon and her married life, people. So, I mean, I don't know. I just think that this film, at this point, I, I love what they're doing, but I'm also kind of confused. 
Because I'm like, okay, why are we bringing in all these characters? Me every freaking day, sister. <laughs> That's exactly how not, I I'm feel. I'm not hating on the fact that they're they're trying like that it, again, but and it's also all rumors. You're we don't speaking know. my language. Thank you. I'm this on your side. I, no, I'm no you're on my side. That's I'm on your saying. side with no, this. I'm, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You're on my side because I've been saying this for years now. But I will say, what I are we doing? Old. The ones I wanted to be in this film in the first place were Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Just like for whatever reason, I don't care. Just bring them in, like have, like give, give the fans what they want because of the multiverse. You're only saying that because of nostalgia, though. Yeah, nostalgia, obviously, and to bring Toby Maguire back into that role. But I don't know. It's At some it, point, oh, you know why? Just you know becomes... why? It's because of Benedict Cumberbatch. Everyone thinks that because when he's he's gonna be the mentor, and that's why they're saying okay, yeah, bring in Doc Ock. I guess it, it would kind of multiverse. But again, we still don't know what that means. We don't know exactly. what it's going to do. We so have, We have no idea. So, and, and especially another thing is, right, as much as everyone's talking about, oh, we're going to get Andrew Garfield, we're going to get Afro Melina, we're going to get Tom McGuire. But these are all rumors. People right. are saying it's okay. confirmed. Okay, yes, yes. But let's say they did come in. They probably only be cameos for like quick that's, seconds yes, or like even exactly. like flashbacks. They may not even but be then full. Fans are gonna be disappointed scenes. and then they're gonna but say that's that was... Marvel's way of, of doing it. Exactly. They're gonna they're gonna get us hook line and sinker and saying, Oh, we got these people and we're gonna think we're gonna get full scenes or a whole movie with these people. And we're probably not. Know... I don't know. I, I just wanna know the plot, but obviously we're not gonna know the plot until we see a trailer. Yeah. And we're not going to know the title until we see a trailer because that's how it happens every time. True. But I don't know. I genuinely thought it was just the most random thing when I saw that because I was like, these people are really reaching for all these characters I'm to come reaching back. Reaching for nostalgia. That's but really But it's also kind of Marvel's fault for bringing in, um, I can't believe I forgot his name, the news reporter guy. Uh, J.J. Simmons? Yes. Every, uh, that's kind of where... J.J. Jemison? Yes. J.J. Simmons. J.K. Simmons. J.J. Jameson. J.K. Simmons. Um, I think that's kind of where fans were got the ball rolling with bringing back people because they're like, okay, if J.K. Simmons can come in, then these characters can come in. But J.K. Simmons makes sense because oh, his character's been alive. That, or possibly that's where I still. Going. yes. I, the way they also revitalized his character by making the Daily Bugle a, an internet thing rather than a newspaper. Because that's where we're at at this point. Right, which makes... 100% you know, sense. Okay, so... Not bringing people back from the dead. That's that's not... <laughs> that doesn't make no, sense. No, but that, that literally sparked, like, an idea. But, okay, just just um, hear me out. Imagine... <laughs> <laughs> I hear you out way too often. So, okay, go ahead. Just imagine, like, Peter Parker get Like, okay, Tom Holland's Peter Parker gets brought into the Daily Bugle just to be, like, interviewed because, by J.K. Simmons, whatever, mm-hmm. just because... And... All of a sudden, you just see Tobey Maguire walk by. And he's you know what just, still pisses me off? What? Tom Holland's Peter Parker is not a photographer. Neither is Honestly, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. No, Andrew Garfield was. Andrew Garfield kind of dabbled into it, it a dabbled. bit. Dabbled. Dabbled. <laughs> um, but Tom Holland's not a, spy, not a photographer. Honestly, that did, pisses me off a little bit. No, no, right? no. But what if they start to bring that in in the third movie? Oh, bring it in now? But what if it's something he picks up on? After the kid's been with Tony Stark for the last <laughs> three years now. Listen, bringing, I don't write the script. No, I just give the theory, oh, okay? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ballroom. You know what we call? If he's a photographer. <laughs> like, no. 
It's late, dude. We should have had. That should have been the first idea. Then we got the Tony Stark. That should be the second idea. I'm not going to lie. I did not register that on the first two films. I started thinking about it and I was like, he he doesn't take pictures. He did make a video in Spider-Man Oh, come on. And especially (laughs) considering the fact that we have the internet, right? No, I think he's... Spider-Man could have an Instagram account and he could be posting pictures to Instagram. And I'm thinking to myself, there is no photography element in this at all. I like the fact, though, with... With that being he doesn't said, even work for the newspaper. I like how IT like he's going, like how technological he's going. So I kind of like that side of the Spider-Man. I think that's what pro- that's what sets him apart from the other two. Well, yeah. I like how he's more. I like how he's more. I just I just don't know how they're gonna bring in all three of these people and give a great contrast because but that's they what I'm just saying. Like, there's all... so many ways they can bring them in that. It, it's just a matter of how they do it. and what uh, I mean, I for all think, we know, it, it's gonna just going to literally it. be Benedict Cumberbatch and Tom Holland. I don't think they're going to do it. I'm gonna th- I think it's probably going to be like, Tom, Tom Holland is like, what's the multiverse? And Benedict Cumberbatch is like, there's alternate universes. And then he's going to show them different universes and we're going to get clips from those older Spider-Man. I like my version better. He's like, wow, <laughs> is that me? That's you on Earth 2634. And like things like that. First like, of all, they don't go four numbers. They only go up to three. Thank you, though. I'm just kidding. I Shut your ass up. <laughs> <laughs> no, but did you did you hear my theory at least? Did you? I I, I can I hear your theories every day. So no, I didn't. I stopped your telling you them every day, but like I respect, I, I appreciate that. Um, any more thoughts on Doc Ock and Spider Man? No, I just want to. I just want to. I just want to. I love talking about Marvel. But of course. Anyways. We've wasted 20 minutes talking about Shut it. Shut up. You love it, though. You love our... Can we continue? <laughs> I haven't seen you in two We need days. a stop clock, man. We need to, like, <laughs> set... Oh, my God. We should start doing a stop. You have five minutes. <laughs> yeah. I, did. I just... We're doing that next episode. I'm bringing that up. <laughs> We're to give you five minutes to talk about things. Bro, so just why move do on. I, like, I give these suggestions Keep to you. great ideas to stopping <laughs> yourself. I love it. Um, okay, so this was kind of like a, just a question I had in general. And people, like, I really want an honest answer. Um, so Amy Adams as Lois Lane. There's mm. so much hate on her. And mm-hmm. I really want to know why there's so much hate on her. Because she's only been in Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman, and then kind of Justice League. She mm-hmm. was in it for a good, like, couple minutes. But... I've never seen so much hate towards one character before, especially from DC fans. Like, I don't know. I just, I, I always see everyone dissing her her as Lois Lane. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I honestly, if, like, you can tell me why. Uh, Because she's not the traditional damsel in distress. I'm sure that's probably why. As Amy Adams? Or Amy, Amy Adams as Lois Lane. L- Lois Lane has a little bit too much guts which is great as to have a female character with more guts she's always but but i also don't think amy adams's performance is very impactful honestly i find i find her character very dry bland and bland i don't i don't see anything inspiring i don't see what makes clark love her either okay and I feel that their relationship isn't exactly sparks fly like maybe even like the Christopher Reed Spider-Man are okay. with Lewis Lane. Where mm-hmm. like you can tell this guy has the hearts for her. 
So I think that's why. And the um, Smallville with Tom. Right, Hall. and I think I think though I think we don't they don't have that kind of chemistry that makes you think, oh wow, these people really are into each other and love each other. But maybe Nolan, sorry, and I have to like before I forget this, maybe Nolan was kind of going for Nolan. Who who directed it? Wow. Snyder. <laughs> Oh God! I'm gonna have Get a lot your of universes right. <laughs> Sorry, I, it's literally because I read on Twitter something about Christopher Nolan. Like Warner Brothers. Oh, if Warner Brothers is dropping him, not dropping him, but I think Christopher Nolan is leaving Warner Brothers because he, he hated the fact that. And this is a huge side note because um, Nolan didn't like the fact that he felt pressured into releasing Tenant. Yeah. I thought he wanted to release it early. I think I took a screenshot of this. I mean, it's good for him to leave. Oh, yeah. So, um, Warner Brothers can call this a unique one-year plan, but don't kid yourself. That does... Okay, so they're talking about something we're going to discuss momentarily. Um, this will likely sever Christopher Nolan's relationship with Warner Brothers. He wasn't happy with how Tenet rolled out, but his theater's first stance is well-known. He will either carve out his own deal to ensure theatrical, or he will go to another studio. No, I think he'll do it himself. I think so too. But anyways, with um, with Lo okay, so with Amy Adams, mm -hmm. I, I do see where you're coming from with this because I watched part of Man of Steel last weekend mm -hmm. at Shannon's house, and I only watched maybe like five or ten minutes where she kind of calls Clark out and says like, "Okay, I kind of know who you are," mm -hmm. or she like shows up at his farm and he's talking to her. Um, I did see I did see a little bit of chemistry though. I saw I I, I like the route she did go down because she comes off more for me as like an independent woman. Yeah. And she's very like level headed. She's very strong in what she wants. And that's right. but like that it, her character the way she presents Lois Lane is how I would love to be as a reporter one day. Right. How I would want to be in that. Mm -hmm. I I want to be in that mindset where I go from where I follow a lead to the end. Yeah. And that is inspiring for me. So that's where I kind of like disagree with the whole like she's not impactful with that because I do love her character in that sense. But again, she's more of a reporter than she is a damsel in distress. Which I love. I honestly Right, don't which is more of the 21st century mind thinking. But when you go back to the comic, she's more of a damsel in distress. But it, So I think a lot of comic book purists or people who grew up on Superman don't like her because she's not as much of a damsel in distress. But I also think Zach... Zack Snyder's version kind of dulls everything down so yeah. much that even her her strength doesn't seem as strong as it probably should be. So I do agree there because there are, were scenes where I watched her and she wasn't... I didn't feel her character in certain scenes. Yeah. It, it, like... For example, when she's on the ship with Zod and, and all the Kryptonians, and Clark isn't used to the, the gravity, he's not used to the atmosphere when mm -hmm. they go up into space, and she kind of like, I don't know, just her performance in that scene didn't really sell it for me, but other parts where she's being a reporter, where she's being herself, and I feel like when she's with Clark, it's not, maybe it's not well known for her to feel that way towards somebody, because she's so hell-bent on her career, and bringing it back to Smallville, like, that's the part I'm at in the show, where she's mm -hmm. so hell-bent on being the person she wants to be and being the reporter mm -hmm. she wants to be. Um, I mean, chemistry-wise, they have a, her, 
Erica Durrance and Tom Welling have amazing chemistry. Right. And that's where I agree with you that I see their chemistry very well. But she doesn't really play damsel in distress in the show either. No, but I, I, I think... Their chemistry kind of offsets the damsel in distress part because... Yeah. The way like you see Clark act with her is very... He, oh, he wants to give up his secret to her so that way he's with... I don't know. In it, Smallville? Yes. Yeah. But you don't get that in, in the, the Snyder movies. In Man of Steel, I feel like it's more of, and we talked about with Snyder, like it, it's obviously visual. He wanted to go more visual, right, but he's but very, it, I think it, it took a more serious tone, which we're not used to. It did, but I think, I think you should be careful because you're basing a lot of your opinion on your own aspirations mm-hmm. and you're oh, putting your, yeah. asp- your own aspirations into the character, which make it bigger for you. Mm-hmm. While I think that if we were to remove that, she's just a very strong, independent woman, which yes. is great. But I think in terms of... Uh, and also very road-weary. She's, she's traveled. She's gone through war zones. Like She's experienced a lot in the course of her career. So I think that that's made her very hardened. But I also don't feel... I feel like maybe that hardened exterior overshadows the soft interior that maybe she does have that yeah. was trying to get out but we just don't see enough of it or there's just not a lot of scenes with them together there's more sensitivity and care between Clark and his mother yes than there is between Clark and Lewis and Lois. so Lois <laughs> so I think that that's why people aren't very warm to her I also yeah and I I, I was not Again, it's also because another thing is I we know what Amy Adams can do mm-hmm. because her stuff in Arrival is is very and I'm probably going to get crucified for this as well, but I I feel like her performance in Arrival is very similar to her performances in Man of Steel. Okay. And I think as a result, I've never seen I'm Arrival. not seeing a, a change enough to be like, oh, that's my Lois Lane. But I feel like that's just somebody who's very intelligent, who's been around the block. I mean, when you put it that way, in all honesty, yes, I can see where people don't like her character. Or maybe it's like... In comic book wise. Or maybe it's like uh, in those characters that are CEO women who are then now trying to date and don't really understand how to date and how to break, how to get themselves down to that other person's level. I feel that's, and again, and again, I think what's also painful is the fact that that movie, Man of Steel, was so very early on into Zack Snyder's timeline of where these characters could have gone. Because I think, give it maybe four or five movies later, that relationship probably would be there. Oh, absolutely. So maybe that's why we have a very hardened lois in the beginning and then maybe at the end we get that lois that we're looking for i think maybe that's why fans still feel that way because we just haven't seen the full extent of the timeline so two things yeah one i think with that i think with also in this one i agree with you that we see a lois lane who's very experienced in her career and she knows what she wants and she knows what she's going for Mm -hmm. um i forgot what the other one was but anyways I think, uh, so I do agree. I think with that, it's very, she's very driven. Um, oh, it was the fact that for me, how casually she took him being 
both Clark Kent and Superman. It was very, because in other ones that we've seen, like, they, they kind of take it more of, like, oh, like, this is you, and, um, I haven't gotten to that part yet in Smallville, but I, like, but, I don't know, I just only, I, I remember watching, and she just took it very casually, like, she found out, like, she, she knew it was him, mm-hmm. and she just didn't really say anything, she just kind of confronts him, and is like, oh, blah, 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 so, I don't know, that, that would also kind of, for me, like, that, I love the reveal when Lois finds out, like, okay, he's actually Superman, mm-hmm. and that, it was kind of just very, like, melodramatic, it wasn't much to mm-hmm. it, like, she kind of just takes it, I don't know. I mean, I get, I do see yeah. both sides. I think maybe, I think maybe, like her, maybe it's too realistic. Yeah. I think that that's just. But that's also that's just Snyder part move. of Snyder. Yeah, yeah Snyder is very. Maybe it's too realistic that it's like. But I've also realized as I watch his projects more and more, is that I see okay, like the the script it. The the vision and the what he creates is outstanding mm-hmm. it's beautiful it's the mm-hmm. way he does things but then when i hear how these like the conversations i'm mm-hmm. kind of just like okay like that doesn't match what's going on but and again that brings it back to when lois confronts clark and it's it's such a like they're in the graveyard they're where his dad's grave is but it's not the words kind of just don't match up to the scenery so I've started understanding that, that aspect more of him. And I'm like, okay, so that's kind of also now why I'm a little bit more interested and fearful for the new Justice League version to come out because I'm interested to see like what he does with it, but also terrified that we're going to get all these characters, all this act, all this visuality to it, but the dialogue is just not going to match up to what's going on in the scene for me. That's my least. biggest problem. Because now we have... Joe Maglionio. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. <laughs> Joe! We have Joe coming in um, as Deathstroke in. When was he at Deathstroke, by the way? Or Deathshot. Death. Deathshot. A long time ago. I think he was in. Was it a show or a movie? I think it was Arrow, wasn't it? No, it wasn't Arrow. I think he was in something a while ago. Because now I'm really like, I saw that and I was. Oh, he looks sexy, by the way. I will God. go on. I will go on camera and say that. Oh, absolutely. Dude looks very attractive in that, in that getup. Deathstroke. I'm so yeah. sorry. Um, I'm really confused as to when he was Deathstroke again because I, maybe I missed something. It may have been the director's cut. May not. I don't know. I can't remember. I'm, I'm sure I'm, he was before that. I'm checking when. Oh, he is. It's just a Snyder cut. Mm-hmm. No, but he was in it before. I swear he was in. Oh, the first appearance he had was in the new Teen Titans. Maybe not. He will reprise his role, but when was he? Exact, when was he before? Before Justice League. It's literally going to gnaw at me if I don't know. He debuted... He did debut in a post-credit scene of 2017's Justice League. Oh, post-credits. It was, okay, so that makes sense. 
Oh, so see, I don't watch the DC post credits. Oh, I, I've watched a few of them, but I don't watch them like I watch Marvel. Um, okay. So, I mean, the film is adding more and more people. Interesting. Speaking of, <laughs> Warner, Brother, Warner Brothers announces that they are releasing all their 2021 films on the same day in theaters and HBO Max. We don't specifically know when that is, but... They're going to release Dune, The Suicide Squad, The Matrix 4, um, Godzilla vs. Kong. Every, every single thing you can think of that's coming out in mm -hmm. 2021 for Warner Brothers is being released onto HBO Max and in theaters. Mm -hmm. So I found that... Oh, and Dune. I don't know if I said Dune. You said Dune. Dune, okay. Um, I am a shocked. I am a shocked. <laughs> um, so even... Skylar Schuler, who is one of the bloggers for the Diz Insider, said that this is going to definitely, in the long haul, change everything going forward for streaming services and for movie theaters. And I absolutely agree. I think the fact it it's more sad because when they said that they're not releasing everything on HBO Max, my first thought was, what am I going to watch first? <laughs> what would I watch? I would honestly, if I had to choose. What, what would you watch first? I want to know what you would watch first. With all those films coming out in one single day, what would you watch first that came Guess. out? I would say Dune. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, can you guess mine? What would mine Actually, be? I, I, yeah, no, I'm still on Dune. Because I do, I do want to watch The Matrix 4 because I want to see how this whole thing kind of yeah. concludes. Um, yours? What would my first one be? The Suicide Squad. It would be the Suicide Squad. It would be that then Dune. Mm -hmm. I feel like yours would be opposite. Yours would be Dune and the. Su or no, you said the Matrix. I want to see the Matrix. So I think you'd watch Dune, the Matrix Four, then possibly Suicide Squad. Yeah. I'm the opposite. I've never seen a Matrix film. <sighs> Give me a synopsis. I would watch. I would literally block my entire Saturday and Sunday out for that entire weekend, and I would watch Suicide Squad, then Dune. Possibly Godzilla versus King Kong, but I think I'm more excited for those two. Warner Brothers, I don't, I don't remember what else they own, but they had a, a shit ton of like. Also, shout out to HBO Max for tweeting yeah. at us the other day. Yo, that was, I know that's never, that that's fire. never gonna reach you, but that was pretty cool. <laughs> I know Cassie actually texted me and goes, "Oh, my, I was very uh, happy when HBO Max actually tweeted at me." I was like, "It was pretty cool. It's nice." Um, so shout out to. The, the folks at HBO Max. Please sponsor us. Um, <laughs> yeah, we need it. <laughs> we need sponsors. Um, no, but I think HBO Max is doing... I, I, I love HBO Max right now because I love how well they're working with everybody. And they're like, listen, we want to get these films out. So I feel like with them having it released and not having to spend extra money on a freaking premium plan. Mm -hmm. They're the real OGs. They're the real ones. Real ones. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for all those. I'm, I'm genuinely... Ups I, I am sad, though, that this kind of means like almost the end for movie theaters. But I feel like people will start maybe making their own at-home films. Not Oh my God, that sounded so wrong. <laughs> making their own movie. That's not the way I took it. <laughs> I'm, okay. Um, anyways... <laughs> 
I feel like they're making their own movie theaters at home. Yeah. I feel like they're going to start inv- which movie theaters were kind I don't think they were dying down before, but I think this year really brought people's perspective to mind saying, "Okay, I can just rent this movie for $15 or I can just it's the same amount that I'm paying at home." And I mean, 2019, I was in packed movie theaters constantly for films, and now it's just weird for me not being able to go to a midnight premiere. For well, anything. I think that's been a cultural reset. Yeah. And so people I think people really like second guessed. People yeah. have started to realize that you know, I have a home, I have all this stuff, and I don't use it. I don't have to sneak wine in or sneak yeah. Popcorn in so or I might as well just watch my movies at home. If I can do it, then I'll do it. I can get streaming platforms. I can buy projectors or big TVs and. Smart TVs, and it's already there. I mean, I watched my, and, I, and I've spoke about this on the podcast, podcast before, I watched After We Collided at Kara's apartment mm-hmm. with nice TV, which I, which I know a lot of people don't have, like, a big TV or maybe any TVs at all, but I think if you have the ability to be able to purchase it, I think if they're putting it on this platform, why not use that? We were able to pause it. We mm. were able to make popcorn, yeah. order pizza, have my wine. Like, it was heaven. Honestly, I was very content with watching it the way I did. And I, her and I still reacted to a bunch of things that happened. So I think if I were to, like, do a movie night here with Wonder Woman 84, mm-hmm. with, like, you and whoever wants to see it, like, we could definitely still have... It, it, it's easier for us to discuss during the film, okay, I like that they did this, or mm-hmm. I don't like that they did this, or this was cool. And... Be able to pause it, go make food, anything. Yeah, like yeah. it's it's it is a cultural experience, but I will miss the smell of popcorn when I walk into a theater. And I I, I think as the, what they're doing, you'll still have that if you want that, you know. Yeah. But I I do think it's a good move to release it everywhere at once. Yeah. Because I think the way it was before was here it is in movie theaters and you wait maybe a day or maybe like a week and then it's released digitally yeah. so you can watch it online or get a blu-ray version of it you know and I, I it was it was inching ever so close to the point where we are at now where it was just going to release the whole way through yeah. and i think eventually it's going to you're going to have streaming platforms i think it's my opinion i think streaming platforms are going to um, exceed movie theaters and I think that if you want to watch it, it comes straight to you but if you want the luxury you can go to the movie theater you know what that just popped up in my head though what <laughs> is that like 10 years from now if I have if we have kids mm-hmm. or w- when we have kids um that I think it's just gonna be funny to like talk like if if we do have in-home movie theaters or like if if we have that kind of ability to be able to set something up like that um kids that are gonna be like mom did you ever go into a thing called a movie theater well no i don't and think I, it would be that bad <laughs> i don't think it would be that, that bad was but the first I, thing that popped in my head I i'm think, like what if it like they go extinct no i don't think they're gonna go extinct i think they're just gonna become more of a luxury i think that Movie theaters are going to have to up the ante in order to create a better experience to get people back into seats. Mm-hmm. So, like we're seeing where we're having IPIC, for instance, where you have like a bed where you can literally like fall asleep in mm-hmm. a movie theater and they give you blankets and pillows and all of that. I think other theaters are going to move up. up. IPIC. Huh? 
Still have I have notes, I think. But I'm just saying, like, I think that format's going to become more and more popular where, you know, the seats are bigger. And yes, there's less. I think that probably also help out in terms of, like, attendance. They probably reduce the attendance by expanding the seats. So there's less people in the theater, more distance between each other. And that way you watch a movie all together, but still feel more comfortable. And that will be yeah. the upper echelon of, of movie watching. And if you don't want that, if you don't feel comfortable doing that, then you can watch in your own house. Yeah. But I, as I was saying, I think that we, especially I think middle class families, I think we're all getting to a point where... We have, to buy a we have elements that we can watch a, a, a movie at home on premiere night. Yeah. And, and have the whole family together and not have we need to just pay for. And another thing, cost effectiveness as well. If you're paying 14 bucks for one movie, you bring the whole family we together. You know, that's what, I'm saying, that's what I'm just saying. I think that cuts the price it, down. But I, I, think about, but think about parents with kids. They're paying tickets for themselves and then paying tickets for the kids. And at the end of the night, it's probably about 50 bucks and just tickets. And then you've got to think popcorn and drinks and all that. Probably like 100 bucks on one night. I did. So in the last, I would say, four years, I would, I would stretch out probably to five. I didn't go see, okay, every film is special in their own way. I want to, I want to like, sure, I want to okay. say that. Preface that, okay. I want to preface that every film is obviously special in their own way. They go out of their way to write it, direct it, everything, actors, mm-hmm. whatnot. Um, but I would only go to the theater to see like major, major films, like superhero films, I would say. Like I would only go really to see, I, I think one year I just went and saw like, all the Marvel films and all mm-hmm. the DC films that came out. I didn't really go see, like, I only went and saw Pokemon because my friends up in Tampa wanted to go see it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I don't want to call a film, like, one film a major, major motion film and all the, the others. I mean, there are major motion pictures and other ones smaller, but... I think I, I just, like, the little, like, indie films for yeah. me. Like, the little, like, rom-coms and, like, I don't bother to go watch those. Okay. For me. So I think, coming back to that, like, when you say when they would put, like, out, like it would be a specialty trip or something like that um i would only go to a theater genuinely to go see something like wonder woman 84 or i would go see black widow in theater Mm -hmm. or any kind of like fast and furious nine yeah like those are the kind of films i go see and then others like when they have little like the movie date night i wouldn't spend 12 or 14 it was a cute movie it just wasn't something i would have spent 14 dollars on but i went because it was like five dollars but like those little films like not little but those films for me i wouldn't go and i tell people all the time like i'm not spending 14 dollars on that i'll wait until it comes out in theater i'll Mm -hmm. wait until it's out on streaming services Mm -hmm. and even then it takes me like three years to watch it Mm. but again every film is special and unique in its own way that's that's just me. Okay, you saying? That's yeah. cool. Um, all right. So Zach and I came up with a. <laughs> honestly, I forgot about this question until I just started looking at it. Um, so. This was a tweet, by the way. This one is tweet. I think I sent this to you. Yeah. Um, I forgot about it. So a movie studio gives you a hundred million dollars to write and direct your first movie, but you are contractually obligated for it to be a versus movie. What two characters do you match up? I'm going to let you go first. Are you sure? Absolutely. So you texted me earlier and you were like, who did you pick? And I was like, I'm not going to do it. And then I had already in my head who I was going to pick. And then I watched the movie with one of them in it. And I was like, yes, 
I picked the right film. So. I'm wondering if we chose the same people. <laughs> I picked Jason Bourne versus Robert McCall, The Equalizer. That's my film. Jason Bourne versus The Equalizer. If I had a hundred mil. The Equalizer, isn't that? Denzel Washington, The Equalizer. Oh, shit. That's my film. Damn. I watched The Equalizer 2 the other day and I was like, And yep. that's a genuine reaction. Yep. Damn. Yep. That's my film. I would love oh, to see shit. that. That'd be a cra- The action sequences would be crazy. Honestly, okay. I, I would have probably... Okay, never mind. I'm not going to debunk yours, but no, that's I, a really The action sequences would be crazy, right? Jason Bourne could hide, Jason Bourne could hide anywhere. Like, no, but think about it. Jason Bourne can hide anywhere, but Denzel Washington can find him anywhere. So no matter what happened, they'd find each other. They're both Marine XX, you know, government spies. Yes. Right? And then you find in Equalizer 2 that Robert McCall has actually been legally dead for five years. <laughs> so, like, and, and to get Matt Damon and Denzel Washington on screen together going at it, I, 100 mil? Yeah, great. That's better than the one I just thought of, but I like, I like that a lot. I thought that would be a crazy oh, that's really film. good. I didn't think yeah. about that because you said Equalizer. I'm like, wait, that's Denzel Washington. Yeah. Jason Bourne versus. Like, are you talking Steve about Matt Damon though, as the as the Jason Bourne? Yeah, or Matt Damon. Bourne? Okay. No, not, I'm not doing Jeremy. Right. I'm doing <laughs> Matt Damon. Um, Matt Damon, the OG. Matt Damon versus oh, Denzel Washington. That's, a That's my film. That's a good one. Mine, mine seems very. What's what's your one? Uh, okay, so I I literally just read this question <laughs> again and I forgot to give like forgot to think about it. But okay, so the two that pop up in my head right away. I went superhero-wise. I, I knew you would. Yes. So I went DC versus Marvel. I went Superman versus Scarlet Witch. Because they're both very powerful. What's that face? That, that looks like a... No, I'm just imagining scenes in my head. Because, now. okay, so you have... It, okay, for me, Superman is probably the, one of the most powerful DC yeah. characters mm-hmm. compared to Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think with his heat vision and just his strength compared to the most powerful Avenger, which mm-hmm. she has been stated as the most powerful mm-hmm. Avenger. Um, I don't know, I think it would just... <laughs> <Bless you. laughs> Sorry. Um, that one came out of nowhere. But I don't know, I think the most powerful Avenger, the most powerful... Mm-hmm. No, I'd like to see that. DC, DC person? I yeah, think that I'd would be that. interesting, especially because of how much anger she has towards everyone right now and how much... Plus, like, she can practically stop anything from moving. And then people always say, oh, she's not the most powerful. But I don't know. Like, I can just no, see her. She like, is. she... The way she can maneuver herself. Yeah. And then the way... Like, they both can fly. Mm-hmm. They both have pretty much heat. Like, he has the... Mm-hmm. X-ray vision. He has the key, mm-hmm. the key vision, and then she mm-hmm. has her the way she moves her hands. Mm-hmm. I think I don't know. For me, like I just went superhero wise. Like I didn't even think about yeah action people. No, I like that. I, I don't know. Like that literally, I just came up with. What's the other one? You said you had two. <laughs> I didn't really have two. Um, my other one was the two stubborn people. I would love to see like Batman versus Iron Man and something. Just to see okay. like. The smarts, so and the wealthy. Funny, you, we're talking about this because I was scrolling through Twitter at just at one point during the podcast, and um, post cred, 
posted a uh, who do you have in a fight? Laura Croft versus Black Widow. And I'll be like, that's a good film. That is, that would be good. <laughs> uh, that would, I would watch that. That would be a good film. I never watched Laura Croft, but Black Widow, like, she can't, she... She's Laura Black Croft Widow. versus Black Widow would be quite interesting. Although... Who else, though? I feel, I don't think Laura Croft is as great a fighter as Black Widow is. Black Widow, but she was, like, trained... As like a kid. Assassin. Yeah, she's like pretty. She is While an assassin. Laura Croft is basically an archaeologist who can fire a gun really, really well and fight. But so can freaking Scarlet Witch. That's what I'm saying. But Not Scarlet Witch. I'm so sorry. Scarlet Johansson is Black but, Widow. But even I think that Black Widow has tracking ability to be able to find her. So, you know, she's like the ultimate assassin. Or like Black Widow versus Cheetah from DC. Okay. Here, here, oh that yeah. might be interesting. That would be good. Um, okay, so what about... There was another tweet I read. I'm going to make it into my own. Um, a director. Okay. With an actor that you... What director and actor do you want to see work together that you haven't seen yet? I know it's hard. I mean, I can't. I, I. I like to see. Okay, this is gonna be a random one. Mm-hmm. This would be really random. Mm-hmm. I would love to see. Um, I know they work together. Just kidding. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna shoot my shot with this one and say Leonardo DiCaprio with Zack Snyder. I would love to see Leo in a freaking like DC film, or just love to see him like work with Snyder in the aspect of a visionary. That that just like popped in my head. That wasn't like something I thought of. Okay. But since we were on the topic of Snyder, I just had to throw in Leonardo DiCaprio. That's fair. David Fincher and Adam Driver. I like that one. Especially because David Fincher has been more in the more in the news lately. Because I'm thinking like Mindhunter with Jonathan Groff. I'm thinking Adam Driver has a lot of range, and I don't think that. Like Adam Driver was the first when you said an actor, I thought Adam Driver for some reason, and then I was just trying to think of a director that. Well, actor wise, I went straight to Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio, but I was like, honestly, I could see Leonardo DiCaprio in a superhero film before I saw. Or even, or even like Adam Driver and Kenneth Branagh. I feel like that would be a very touching. Film. What about Nolan and Driver? Mm, uh, yeah, that doesn't excite can, me as much. I can see Driver. I can see Driver in a Nolan film. Nolan and Adam Sadler sounds interesting to me. That sounds really interesting. Like like uncut gems, Adam Sandler. Yeah. With Nolan, that's that's something. the first thing I thought of when you said Nolan and, that would and be, Sandler. That would be an interesting film to me. Okay, um, I have another, another one, one for you. Go ahead. It just came to me too. Um, what actor or actress would you love to see in a superhero film that you haven't seen yet? If you had to mm. pick. Like, someone who you've thought of before, but would love to see actually, like, execute a good, 
it could be like a DC or Marvel film. It doesn't have to be one or the other. But like, if you had to picture someone in a certain role, like who would the actor be? And the role? It doesn't just, have to be just a role. Like it could be someone actors. who you want to see as like a superhero that you haven't seen yet. Come back to me. Let me hear yours first. I mean, I don't really have. Again, so my first. Okay, so. Again, I'm gonna have to say probably. If I'm, if I'm thinking about it, I would like to see Leonardo DiCaprio just because. Okay, hear me out though. He has range. Uh-huh. It's something that I've never seen him in. But I would love to just see him like, it doesn't even have to be a, a hero. It could be a villain for all I care. But I'd love to see him in some kind of like DC or Marvel role just to see how he executes it. And to see like, I don't know. I, I think he has such good range with everything he does that, and if I, I swear, if I see on like some kind of disgusting film tomorrow that he was cast in a Marvel film, I'm going to lose my shit. 100%. Um... I mean, I know he would never really do a superhero film. Like, not that he's beneath it, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I would love to just see him, like, conquer that kind of role because then he would, like, he would have touched everything mm-hmm. in my eyes. Mm-hmm. You can disagree with me. I'm not disagreeing with you. I think she's been in one, actually. Who is it? I can tell you. Marion Cotard. Cotillard. I have no idea who that is. Marion Cotard. Uh, she was in, a, in uh, she was Dark Knight Rises. Well, not really. She wasn't really a superhero though. What's her name? Marion Cotard. Marion Cotard. C O T I double L A R D. She was um. Ra's al Ghul's daughter in The Dark Knight. Oh. Mm-hmm. She wasn't a hero. Yeah, she wasn't really a hero. She was a villain, technically. But I'd like to see her do a superhero. She She's interesting. That'd be interesting. She's interesting. I know, I just feel like they're bringing Ooh. Who? But she's technically... No, but that's not the same. She's an agent. Ana Diar Armas. Oh yes, I would love to see Anna her. Anna as a superhero, I would I would pay to see that. She's in Bond. She's not a superhero, pretty much. Yeah, I'm saying she's in Bond. She's a spy, so she's not really a superhero. I'd like to see that. As a, as a superhero, I think she'd be really cool. I think so. Um, any final thoughts on anything we've talked about? You know me. I say everything I feel I need to say in the podcast. Um, but... The Equalizer versus Jason Bourne. If someone's listening, if someone is a producer and is listening, make it happen. Make that happen. Because that would be such a good film. Could you imagine, though, again, tomorrow if they come out to you and say that, I would be like, shit. Could you imagine Jason Bourne comes out of retirement to go toe to toe with Denzel Washington's Equalizer? I mean, they're making a third of. Have you seen The Equalizer 2? I have. That's the only one I've seen. Oh my gosh. It's so much better than the first one. Honestly, I, I don't have any final thoughts on anything for the first time. I've pretty much said my piece wow. on everything. 
I do have to say that. Um, Spider-Man 3, let's just... Oh, no, stop it. <laughs> okay, let me say my 30... Okay, give me one minute. No, I'm going to give you 30 seconds. I was going to say 30 seconds. I literally just need 30 seconds to say I will you. give you 30 seconds. Give me a second. Let me I get my phone so out and get my time around. I'm not even going to so stress. I'm just going to say what I need to say. I will honor your... Such a jerk. I'm not a jerk. <laughs> Don't say that. Our two fans would say otherwise. Okay, three... Oh, whatever. Two... One, go. The only thing I want to say about Spider-Man 3 is that I hope they do bring it justice and I hope that everything that they're bringing into the film makes sense for his character and they do it in the interest of his Peter Parker and not just to satisfy the fans' needs. Done. That's all I had to say. Wow. <laughs> I'm impressed. How long was that? That was like 20... 20 seconds exactly all i needed was like literally 10 10 20 seconds to like say i just want them okay you had your 30 seconds <laughs> thank you for watching and listening to another episode of that's what she said with zach and nicole see you guys next time